Aaron, this is actually an intervention. Okay. So we're not really doing a podcast. What am I addicted to? You're addicted to crafting. Oh, I am. Yeah. I can quit anytime I want, Chip. Put down the twisty ties. <laughs> You're in a safe place. I can't, I can't, I can't quit what I want. Are those cotton balls in your pocket? No. Yes. <laughs> no. I see, I see a glue gun. <laughs> no, I don't have one on me currently. I just got an idea for a sketch. There you go. What, an interview for a crafting? <laughs> so get ready for yeah. it. Intervention. Yeah. Crafting intervention. Crafting intervention. You can write the sketch all you want, but this is appearing at the beginning of this episode. Great. Oh, your crafting sketch? Oh, we started already? Yeah, I'm recording. <laughs> He's recording. He hasn't officially started yet. Do you cut things out? Yep, he does. Okay. Like the boring crap. Oh, so the whole thing? <laughs> and that's the end of your yeah. interview, Aaron. Thanks for coming. Bye. I'm Chip Powell. <laughs> and I'm Johnny Howell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm fun. From Atlanta, where our aquarium is bigger than your town's aquarium. It's the Whole World Improv Theater Podcast, brought to you by Whole World Improv Theater, Atlanta's original home of improv. Here are your hosts, artistic director Chip Powell, and a man who's eating more vegetables. By putting them on pizza. John Mihalik. John, pineapple on pizza? I'm a fan. <laughs> and instantly, 50% of the population hates me. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Whole World Improv Theater Podcast. I'm John Mihalik. With me is my co-host, the awesome artistic director of Whole World Improv Theater, Mr. Chip Powell. Hi, John. Hi, Chip. So we have been talking about our main cast this whole season, and today we've got Aaron Cheek. Hi. Hello. Do you make him say, like, our amazing artistic director at the beginning of everything? No. Okay. Are you contractually obligated? The, it's part of the deal. Of, yeah. To do the podcast, I have to refer to him as artistic directors. The amazing artistic director, like just yeah. shower you with praise at all times. Yeah. At what? least one person in this company does. <laughs> 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 no, I complimented your nails earlier, so, you know. You do give a lot of, I mean, seriously, you always want somebody who compliments people. I have to offset the snark, so... <laughs> You know, like I try to, you know, offset the the bad the, with the good. Do you wake up every day and think to yourself, okay, I have to give fifty compliments? No, or, no, absolutely not. No, I, I wake up and go, oh, I don't want to leave my house. Is usually what I was my first thought, and then most days I don't because I'm only working part time right now. Mm -hmm. But then, you know. I uh, never give myself a quota. Sometimes I don't give any compliments hmm. at all to anyone. And is that a product of your childhood? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, that's what uh, we want to talk to you about. About so, my childhood? Yes. Take yeah. us back to little Aaron Cheek. Little Aaron Cheek. How does little Aaron Cheek get involved with the arts and theater? Um, well, I'm a middle child, so I'm sure you understand as oh, yeah. a fellow middle child. Mm -hmm. So we crave attention. But we don't know what to do when we get it. And sometimes we crave attention in negative ways. Like I used to start fights just to see, you know, what I could get. I was a little shit when I was a kid, but only to like my parents and my sisters. Like outside of the house, I was like teacher's pet. I was always really good. I never got in trouble. But like inside the house, I'd be like, what can I start today? What can I do today? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so 
I didn't really, I danced growing up because I'm bad at sports. I begged my mom to let me play softball one year because my older sister played it. And I spent a lot of time at the ball field. I'm like, I want to play. And I quickly realized I don't like any kind of sports. So, but, but my mom went, let me quit. She's like, you got to finish out the season. But I danced and that was about it. I never did any like acting or anything. I did the musical my junior year in high school, but it wasn't a set musical or like play. Our chorus teacher just did more like a variety show. She'd be like, I like this song. We'll put this in here. I was like, because I would think that particular musical, one of my friends sang like Miss You Much by Janet Jackson and like people were dancing in the background, but I couldn't sing. As y'all have heard, I cannot sing. So (laughs) I was uh, regulated to like, be a step touch dancer in the back and I there was like a tap number and I got to tap is tap your favorite dance yeah yeah because I'm not a ballet built kind of person like I'm not tall I'm not I don't have long limbs at all I'm t-rex arms and um, (laughs) you know when you're short and stocky but tap you don't have to have long limbs or elegant lines anything like that so I always enjoyed tap dancing the best I loved like old Fred Astaire movies Mm. I went through a phase when I was like in middle school and just watched as many old Fred Astaire movies as I could. My grandfather used to have a basement full of VHS tapes of just movies that he would record off the TV. So so, so sometimes we would get, uh, I still have one actually, we would get the commercials. So like it would be so funny because we would be watching because he would just set a timer and he would record all these VHS movies. So I used to watch a bunch of old movies growing up. But I never did any acting or anything like that. So what was your favorite tap dancing performance? Um, That I did? Yeah. So the dance school I went to, Douglasville School of Dance, give a shout out. Um, (laughs) All the way in Alabama. (laughs) We are 30 miles from the border. If you went your whole like high school, you have a senior solo when you graduated. So you got to pick. You did. And I did a song from Gypsy. And I'm glad my dance teacher is a Christian dance school. Um, not that I'm Christian, but that's what's available in Douglasville. Glad she wasn't familiar with the musical of Gypsy about, you know, a stripper. Uh, <laughs> but there's a... I was going to say, that's like the only thing I know about it is like, that's about a stripper. Well, I mean, burlesque stripping. I mean, it wasn't like... To Today's stripping. So there's a tap number in that musical. It's called like All I Need Is the Girl. It's like a character who's explaining like his act that he wants to do. And there's a nice tap number. And I did it. My mom made me like a, a tuxedo coat, went out, and I got a standing ovation. Mainly my family standing up. I think maybe a couple other people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was just fun. And I like it was a little bit of a performance. And I remember I was about to go on stage for it, and one of my teachers she was like this is what we've always imagined the senior solo would be like because it was a performance and then I was like oh yes I've got this so that's probably the favorite dance I've ever done just because and I improv the whole thing I didn't choreograph it I just kind of went out and danced and there were like certain things that I would do at certain points but I didn't have it like all written out and choreographed I just kind of improved tap dancing and out and performing at high school gymnasium <laughs> or auditorium I guess yeah so they allowed you to tap on the floor of the auditorium? No, it was one of the high schools. There's a stage. Uh-huh. And gotcha. um, I remember it was like at the top was a cafeteria. It was Lithia Springs High School. I didn't go to that mm. high school, but it was where we always had our recitals. So there was a stage. And I want to say they had like a little bit of an orchestra pit at one point. And then it was like kind of raised seating. And then at the top was a cafeteria. <laughs> yeah. So We had to perform in a gymnasium when I was on tour. Uh, at this one school, and, and were they like, the no. co- well, the coach was an absolute 
a hole. No tap shoes on. Well, no, we didn't have. We didn't even tap dance. We were bringing in our set and our costumes and our props, and they did not have a stage. Yeah. And he was having a meltdown over the fact that they had a brand new gymnasium floor. Oh, yeah. And we were going to set up on it and perform for the kids. Those coaches so will much get, that will get I, after We you. had to go to the principal's office. <laughs> you had to go to the principal. And the principal had to explain to him what was going to happen. Yeah. And he was, he said things to us that were horrible that no teacher should probably ever say, especially <laughs> around children. But we set up and we performed and we were unloading putting the stuff in our company van, mm-hmm. he came out and he berated us again. <laughs> I was like, cause we had left it. Cause he, he found a scratch mark. He yeah. found a scratch. Mark. Well, do you know like how many fundraisers he probably had to do? How many candy bars those kids had to sell to get that new gym floor? That's probably I, where I, he was coming I don't, from. I don't. <laughs> what Chip is not telling you is that little scratch mark was 10 feet long, probably, seven yeah. inches wide, and actually and got it might down have been purposely death. done. Yeah. Chip, Chip took have, an axe to the floor. It might have purposely <laughs> have happened. He was like, but this, this doesn't have tap number in it, but I am breaking out the uh, shoes. Shit, yeah. <laughs> This program is supported in part by Georgia Council for the Arts through the appropriations of the Georgia General Assembly. Georgia Council for the Arts also receives support from its partner agency, the National Endowment for the Arts. And thank goodness for organizations like these, because now more than ever, anybody sick of that phrase? Everyone knows how important the arts are, because where did everybody turn to? two years of health arts. Let's keep recognizing these amazing organizations for what they are and what they do. We love you. So you do your high school Mm -hmm. musical in the background dancing. What's what's the next thing for Aaron? Like art wise? Well, just in general. Do you do a senior year? I um, didn't do the senior year. um, It was just too much. No, I just, I was like, I've done that. I've lived that. I didn't like to leave my house and I still don't like to leave my house. My mom used to hand me her car keys and say, go do something because my mom was a very extroverted person, loved to have a luncheon, loved to have people over, never met a stranger. Anytime she'd be like, I'll just be five minutes running into a store. It was never five minutes. It'd be 30 minutes because she'd run into 5,000 people. So she thought, and my older sister's kind of the same way. And so she thought, because I like to be by myself, I'm a very introverted person and I like being alone. I was perfectly content sitting in my room watching TV, putting together a 3D puzzle because I was cool Um, Mm -hmm. and and listening to Mm -hmm. the soundtrack to Gypsy. Um, Mm -hmm. that I was depressed and I wasn't, she'd be like, go do something, please go do something. (laughs) I'd be like, fine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I mean, I was social, like I would do things when I felt like it, but you know. I know you love Lego sets, but what was your... I didn't get into Lego until like my mid thirties though. But what was your favorite puzzle growing up? Puzzle. Okay. So I love Puzz 3Ds. When I was uh-huh. in high school. Mm-hmm. So it was like the ones with the foam backing and you could build something. And I had that, the Eiffel Tower. Um, so which was, probably, I had the Eiffel Tower, I had Notre Dame, and then I had like some kind of like Alpine castle. And I used to like put them together and then take them apart and then put them back together because they were expensive. But I, my first job was at a Michael's craft store. I imagine yeah. that. <laughs> 
when I was that other than like babysitting so and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, I worked at a Michaels. I got into cake decorating through that. I used to make like those crochet hook rugs because I would just be like, that looks cool. And I would use my employee discount and buy it. And so that's kind of, that was my, well, not my entrance into the crafting world. My mom was very crafty. So I picked that up from her. It's weird because yeah, you're an introvert, but you're mm-hmm. What got you out of the house to Whole World Theater? Oh, to Whole World Theater? Yeah. Um, so my mom died in 2008, and um, I was 27, almost 28 years old. So I just told everybody my age. Um, but, <laughs> yes, I'm old. But so in a couple of years, like after like she's died, I kind of realized I'm not doing anything new. I'm not having any experiences. I was just kind of stuck. I kind of came to the conclusion that I... I didn't want to experience anything without her. And then I was like, that's the last thing she would want for me. So I was at work one day and in the break room in Douglasville in Alabama. Um, I was looking through like one of like the local like magazines that they used to put out, the Chapel Hill News and Views. And I saw an ad for adult improv classes in Villarica. And I was like, even more Alabama. And I was like... <laughs> Villarica? Yeah, Villarica. And I was like, I could do that because I always grew up watching Who's Line when they would show it on Comedy Central, like the English version of it. Oh yeah, the original. Um, yeah, the original ones. Yeah. And like, I grew up watching that and like... I absolutely loved it and thought it was mm-hmm. so much fun. So I'm like, let me try that. I need something new in my life. And it was either that or like a Zumba class. And I'm like, I don't want to do Zumba. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to exercise. So, but it was weird because it was like this little tiny ad and it was only a phone number. There was no website, nothing like that. And I was like, oh, it's kind of weird. So I call the number and this lady calls. She's like, well, hey, it's a, like, it's a community class that we do. It's free. And I was like, price is right. That's what I'm down. She's like, come on by. So I go to it and there's like me, the instructor and like three guys. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and so I quickly found out it was a class for adults with autism to help them socialize. The lady on the phone was the mom of one of the guys in the class that like she arranged for this to happen. I was like at this community center. So in order for her son to meet girls, that's why you only could go if you called first. Because um, she would screen. And so what? on the phone, she hears me and she's like, oh, that's a cute girl. So the instructor's like, and I mean, I work with kids, so I can I could tell. I was like, y'all are neurodivergent. I didn't know that term at the time, but I was like, yeah. Didn't bother. She's like, hey, this is what this is. And I was like, yeah, I picked that up. And she's like, but it helps so much if like people like you come in and like help them really with the socialization. So I kept going. I mean, it was free. It was like Monday nights. And Did you end up dating the guy? No, no, I did not. <laughs> No, it was yeah, it for me. Um, but that's just so weird. It's like such a nice thing to do on one hand, but it's so twisted. <laughs> yeah, another. it was just kind of it was like cool. But then I became friends with the instructor. She made me do a stand-up class, so I've done stand-up at the punchline and things like that. Terrifying, like talk about a shit your. What was your moment. best joke? That you told on. Um, I did a whole bit about how like being a preschool teacher was like being very similar to a prison guard. So that was like my whole that was my best bit. And I did a thing about IKEA furniture and then living in a basement. I you know related my life. And I had a cat at the time, so I talked about my old ass cat that wouldn't die. But I but can't then remember. It died. But, well, he he has since died. Yes. yes. But, okay. Um. 
Yeah, but that's terrifying. I don't like stand up at all. But when I was doing that, one of my friends was like, oh, you do improv. Like, you got to go check out Whole World. And I was like, okay, cool. Because he had come um, like um, to a show with his company for like a holiday party. And he was telling me how awesome it was. And so I checked it out. And at the time, I was like, I can't afford those classes <laughs> because it was kind of pricey. It's changed since then. It was back when we did the six month. Mm-hmm. I think it was like $900 for a six month class. And I was like, that's not in the budget at this point. And then, but I was kind of like held on to it. I was like, maybe one day. And then my grandmother died in 2013 and left a pretty nice inheritance. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to take improv classes. So I actually came to the one-day workshop with um, the instructor of the other improv class that I went to. And I loved it. And I was like, I'm signing up for this. So that was October, or well, September 2013 that I did the one-day workshop and did my beginner class and it started October with Lauren Goins. Nice. Yep. And then I had Chip, this man right here, my advanced teacher. And I thought you hated me so much. What? The Why? whole time. I don't know. I just, I thought That's you so hated weird. me. <laughs> That's so weird. You're not the. Like, f- he's like, never going to invite me to be on the cast because he hates me. <laughs> what the hell was going on? I don't know. You can be hard to read sometimes you until people get to know you and but just, re- I think, oh, okay. I what it was is that was, why people always feel the need to say something to me the second i get out of my car here probably. like are you in a bad mood yeah <laughs> i'm like what i don't know i think that actually there was one night you we, i remember it we were learning a narration switch and you made a comment i had just done it and this i was scared of that game forever because of this and you were like yeah it's like hey guys when you're doing narration switch, you don't get the, into the habit of doing like the bad high school acting and i said who did that and you go you did, Aaron. You did. And oh my I God. Got, and I was like, I did. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then I remember David Owen, like he was in that class, and he came into me at the, in the parking lot because I got real quiet. I guess I got quiet after that. And I was like, okay. And he goes, he's like, don't worry about Chip. He's just trying to give you like good feedback. And I was like, I'm not upset, but <laughs> but like oh you called God. me out. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but yeah, and I feel, and I don't know. I just, I, I just like, I thought you hated me. <laughs> I don't hate anybody. But you did used to give me like, because I used to be like, he, and I, I could have just been like, I was just sensitive. I'm like, he's mm-hmm. giving me like, why is he calling me out and not that person out? But then I thought, well, maybe he sees more potential and he wants me to. See, you know. that's what so, it was right there. I had to look at it in a different perspective. Oh, well, oh, that's what it is that's right there? That's what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> I saw the potential. I had Carlos pull me. I, I was just like, what What the hell is it with Chip? He doesn't, he, he oh hasn't God. said anything to me I in like the tune of this podcast weeks. is changing and I don't like it. <laughs> no. And, no. And Carlos actually said, actually, don't worry, John. If he doesn't say anything to you, he's, he likes what you're doing. Well, in all fairness, <laughs> I just graduated a beginner's program, mm-hmm. but you know, it's a lot of work. And now we only That's, do 10 weeks yeah. before yeah. they perform, oh which my is God. like. That's- and then and having to write a show with 15 people. Well, yeah. It's, I it's did 12, crazy. and it was, and you only get an hour performance. Like yeah. the pressure is on I've more than like ever. I've over an hour. I already know. I already have like nine yeah. scenes. I'm like, we're I think I went be. over by 10 minutes. I'm like, we're going to be an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> but still, it put more pressure on me because I was so nervous for these guys that just performed that I was like, I was more nervous for myself and them. Yeah than anything that I've ever done here. I always get way more nervous before like a showcase than 
a regular, just an MC, and especially like now that I'm MCing again, yeah. I'm like, this is a piece of cake. Especially, yeah, and especially like MCing the main cast. I'm like, cool, y'all know what to do. I don't, but I guess because like you get that like mama moment where like these are my babies, like, you know, when they're your students, it's different. So I get way more nervous before showcase, which I have tonight at Aaron Hawk. So that's right. So come out tonight when you hear this. In when three you months. hear this, it, it will, yeah, it will not <laughs> yeah. be tonight. Tonight, and um, when we're recording this. Major support for Whole World Improv Theater is provided by the Atlanta Mayor's Office of Cultural Affairs, where beautiful people bring you the arts while surrounded by singing birds and fairies. They must have us mistaken for something like Shakespeare in the Park. Or the vagina monologues. Vagina. So you're in the class, mm-hmm. you're taking the class, and you're scared of me. Yeah, I'm not, I wasn't scared. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I just like, he hates me. So what is it like when you get an invitation to join the Apprentice cast? Well, that's exciting. I remember you calling me and I was excited. And then we had a conversation. And then so we got off the phone and I was like dancing around. like celebrating. And you're like, he likes me. And he then, really likes me. Yeah. And then it's Oscars me. night. You, you ended up, you called me like right back like about something else. And you go. Okay, stop dancing around for a minute. I was like, how'd you know I was dancing around? <laughs> so, but, but yeah, it's exciting, especially like, and I know John, you had the same experience where it was like a six month beginner class. Oh, yeah. And then I think Chip, you were the only one that taught advanced games at the time. Mm-hmm. So I had to wait like five and a half, six months before another advanced game became available. So I waited like I, I was in classes for a good year and a half. So like going through all that time and I had perfect attendance in both of my classes flew back from Disney World one time early so I wouldn't miss class. Yeah, I know. I like to brag. I'm a humble brag. <laughs> your attendance thing, I saw that you give gifts to your students. I do. I do. I had to give perfect attendance. So that's actually what I was printing out um, earlier. That took me so long. <laughs> wow. I give perfect attendance rewards to my students and I have one student. He keeps asking. He's like, because I did a bonus class because our showcase got knocked back and I was like, if y'all want to do an extra practice because our showcase got delayed a week, we can do that. No problem. I don't mind doing that for y'all. And he goes, does the perfect attendance still count if we don't come to the bonus class? And I'm like, I'm counting it. So he showed up. But yeah, I do. I do perfect attendance awards. And they get progressively better slash cheesier each so level. they're already going to have it by the time this airs. Yeah. What are they getting? It's just a certificate. It's literally, I got, I printed out cardstock and I designed a certificate very much Are you like, using my cardstock in the office? No, I actually brought my own. <laughs> just, <laughs> but I didn't I use kidding. a printer ink. <laughs> <laughs> what? I know! Uh, but... 1850. But... <laughs> We're, we're nonprofit. Oh, that's down for, it's usually $20. <laughs> it's usually $20. Well, you can leave a tip. Okay, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> but for usually for like the beginner one-on-one level, it's just I print out a certificate, put their name on it and sign it. But because it's changed now, we don't have 201, but like 201, I would do t-shirts because um, I love to make a good t-shirt. I love making t-shirts. I'm glad we're having a competition show again. Yeah. And I can make t-shirts again. <laughs> but, um, but I didn't have my last 201, nobody had perfect tenants so I didn't make them t-shirts and then it depends for 301 depends on how many I have perfect attendance is it like a steak dinner 
Well, yeah, no, not to stick to it because the last time I only had two people, but one time I had eight people that had perfect attendance for 301. So the eight people, the two people I do custom mugs for, and I put the logo, which I'll probably get in trouble using the logo without express written consent. Well, I think um, they left the mug. It's up there. There is a mug up there. The yeah, one person. The yeah. So, well, one person left their mug. Yeah. Um, but I do, I did mugs, but I've done tote bags before when I had the eight people. I did. I you better craft a tote bag. tote bag. Serena has one. If you, I'm sure she's walked around with it before. I'm like, cool. And then I've only ever had one 401 class because I don't ever seem to make it to the last. And they got trophies hmm. that I ordered for them. So, so Scoop has a trophy. What do you give your kids, Chip, for perfect? Attempt? Your adults, you mean? They're <laughs> advancement to the next program he gave me me the ucb manual i'm sure i did you did um because i was the only one that had perfect attendance so so he gave me the ucb manual that i have read no i did i had to crack it open i was doing um for my character workshops that i did so i had cracked it open recently so then you're in the apprentice program tell Mm -hmm. us about the process there like for anybody that's listening that is Uh, in that process um yeah i was an apprentice for two and a half years and so i what yeah i I thought it was a lot less than that no it's two and a half years trust me i knew Mm -hmm. (laughs) because i had a breakdown after i hit my two-year mark and I had to have a phone call from Chip, and then I re-enrolled in a beginner class after that to get my mindset. But it's fun. You know, the cruise shifts are a lot of fun. It's fun to, like, you really realize, like, how much of a family this place is once you get on that. You kind of get a little taste of it. If you're a student, you come to, like, the Wednesday jams and things, which I did. But you get more of a taste of it like once you join. And there were definitely more of a division between, like, apprentice and main stage back and I know John you you were on the same the apprentice yeah, yeah. cast with me yeah. but you know there's definitely more of a division but it's fun to learn you know the cruise shifts which I never had to house manage I got out of that because Elizabeth liked me and I was like I don't want to house manage <laughs> she never put me on there but at first I didn't want to learn to do lights and I think she put me up there one night and was like, just learn it. And I had five lighting shifts, like training shifts, and I was nervous. And I remember the first time I did lights by myself, you were MC, and I forgot to turn the work lights off. And they were drumming, and Matt Sullivan was up in the booth with me and goes, why are the lights coming down? I'm like, I don't know what's going on. All of a sudden, you like burst through the back stairs of the booth, come up, work lights are on, hit the switch, and then run out. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's a show. <laughs> And I was up there going, fuck. He hates me. (laughs) He hates me. No, I was like, fuck. And then, but then I loved working lights. I loved being in the booth. Um, But I would always forget a renegade. Like, I would have really big, and usually Kelly or Matt would have to be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, sorry. And I remember I forgot to play renegade for Grant one time, and he gave me like a death stare from the stage. And I'm like, oh, sorry. (laughs) And they probably said, there was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he goes, well, now let's play that. And I was like, oh, sorry. So um, I love working in the booth, but I'm glad I don't have to do that anymore. But I loved my well, time. Well, you may have to again. Oh, yeah, I will. <laughs> yeah, we're getting, we're I'd, getting have to re- I'd have to relearn the new system. I don't know. I wouldn't know how to do it now. It's so um, easy. You'd be excited. I know. As a matter probably- of fact, <laughs> this weekend, guess what? <laughs> I'm going to be working lights. Training shifts. <laughs> yeah, no, I would, I would. Yeah, I'd have to retrain because they've changed all that mm. stuff, especially with the camera stuff. I'd have to learn how to do all that stuff. But I used to work the booth as a main stager when I'd do camps. Mm-hmm. 
I used to do lights and sound. That's how I learned how to do the soundboard from working camp. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I liked being an apprentice. What was your first apprentice show like when you first got up there? Um, my first apprentice show. I think my first apprentice show was with Drew Dotson, and I didn't sign up for a long time because I was told you had to wait three months before you could sign up for shows at that time. It's changed since then, and I don't know if somebody told me that just to be mean to me. And I remember I did a scene where we were playing, I did like an emo scene, but we were playing tennis, and I was the tennis instructor, and um, uh was it Brandon Gregory? Was that his last name? Mm-hmm. Like the model, yeah. Uh, and he comes out in like these short shorts, <laughs> and, I, and he was very nice looking man. And mm-hmm. I was like, "What do I do?" <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just I remember getting so nervous before shows. It's like like I wouldn't be able to eat or anything like that. And I just remember like being so unbelievably nervous before shows. And like it's just weird to me now because like now. I'm like, okay, there's a show. Cool. <laughs> but I remember like almost like being like, I think I'm going to throw up kind of situation. So what was it like when you did get called up to main stage? How'd that happen? Um, we were at rehearsal one night and I was sitting on the steps to up left. Which was her spot. was my spot. I gave it up once Trinnell like made that her spot and wouldn't move one day. And I was like, I'm not fighting you. So. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't care. Um, and Chip was dividing everybody up. I think we were filming. He wanted us to film like little promo videos and like pair up and make little videos. And he was like, oh, we have, wait, I don't like that number. I want to make an even number. Aaron, you're going to have to go out there with main stage because you're main stage now. And I <laughs> cried. Uh, I think Courtney ran over and gave me a hug and I cried. And then I remember Carlos going, I think everybody's happy with that decision. <laughs> I was like. Thanks, Carla. <laughs> but I I didn't think it was going to happen when it happened because you were doing Glenn Glary, Glenn Ross at the mm-hmm. time. So Chip wasn't at the theater other than like rehearsals. You weren't. And so, uh, but Emily had been emceeing a lot that month and she like, for some reason, Emily loves me. Um, Chip hates me, but Emily loves me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so go to mommy yeah. when daddy won't give you what <laughs> you want. You so know. Emily put me in a bunch of shows and people kept saying, oh, you're going to get moved up. You're going to get moved up. And I was like, no, he just moved up like three people a month ago. He's not even here. Like, I'm not going to get moved up. So I actually had no idea what was happening. You know, I know what's going on in this oh, building. I know you know what's going on. I know it's, yeah, I know you know, but I was like, he's not going to do it because he hasn't, you know, he's just getting it. So wow. you I, think I, very lowly of me. I don't think. <laughs> Chip hates me. He's I not even do. here. He's not moving me the up. The truth is coming out. That's just my mindset, too. I'm a pessimistic person, so I think if I think things are going to turn out bad, I get surprised. And then you don't get as disappointed So if you think for the negative. But I was surprised when that happened, but it was exciting. And then I worked with Jenny and made something really weird And because I was just like, whatever you want to do, Jenny. Some kind of videos. She wanted to make it like bad phone sex call line thing. So at one point mm. she had crutches and I'm like, I don't know what you're doing. Um, so, but <laughs> it was a weird night. It was a weird night, but it was, it was fun. It was exciting. And it was like a week before my birthday. So that was a fun thing. So tell everyone about what is your main cast journey here? No, my main cast journey. Mm-hmm. 
I did start emceeing. I, um, mm-hmm. Well, actually, I started teaching, and then from that, I had to emcee. And I don't know if you remember Chip, but before I emceed my first showcase, I really thought I was going to throw up. And I, you were here too, John. You, you were doing were, sound. I was, I was losing my mind. <laughs> I, I, I just wanted to keep hugging you. I'm, I was just like you were just going. Ah, 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 ah. I'm just like Aaron. It's gonna be okay. You can do this. Remember, yeah, you were doing sound, and I'm like, I don't know. And I was like pacing back and forth, and then I would like go talk to my students. I'm like, y'all gonna be great it's gonna be great it's gonna be fun and then I would like go off and I'd be like I can't breathe oh my god and I thought I was going to die um, but then they did a good job and so you did yeah um I'm so not what like do you learn from teaching as a main stage performer um it's very like it's so it's weird because you all of a sudden you have to explain the games to people and and then you have questions like why do we play these games and why is this and why does this happen and that kind of stuff and so that's weird having to explain who's here yeah so it's just it's weird because you have to be like oh why do we do that and you have to think about things a little bit more um but I also think it kind of helps to get out of your head a little bit more, too, because you're telling your students the whole time, like, don't overthink it, listen more. And so you're teaching that to your students. And so then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> you know, Let me listen more in that scene and have an honest reaction instead of trying to go for a joke or something like that. I think my biggest challenge the whole time was to kind of hone my sarcasm because I used to get notes from like Tanya or like Carlos, like you're too sarcastic. And then now I get like, that was so funny, like that line, you know, that sarcastic line. So I had to learn how to like hone that and use it for good, I guess you could say. (laughs) Not not evil. I don't know. Well, being a reformed supervillain can be really, yeah, really hard. Not, hard. not a lot of it's people yeah. appreciate the work it takes for that rehabilitation. It's hard to be able yeah. to use it for good. Um, what advice do you have for apprentice members trying to become main cast members? I would say don't get too hot. Uh, like, don't worry about making main cast. Because um, I used to do that, and I used to scene count, and I used to overthink, like, why didn't I get put in that scene? Why didn't he cast me for this? Why? Well, Chip hates me. You know, like, I would, <laughs> use, <laughs> I would used to, like, overthink things. And Can the title of this be Chip Hates Me? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Chip, okay. you know, that is exactly I, the title. <laughs> believe me, if I still thought that, I would mm-hmm. not be here still. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I, um, and I used to just get in my head and just be so negative about things and be like, and worry like, oh, I didn't get cast in that. I didn't do that. And I would, and as soon as I stopped thinking that way and approached it to like, I'm just going to have fun. I'm going to take feedback positively. I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to just go in there and have fun and have a, but honestly it was, I know that sounds cheesy. It's like hang in their kitty poster kind of motivation. But like as, long, as soon as I like changed my mindset and said, go in there and with a positive attitude and not worry about X, Y, and Z or, you know, anybody else or their motivation behind anything and just do what's asked of you and go out there and do the best you can do and hopefully kill it, then once I changed that was when it all fell into place for me. Mm-hmm. So that's the best advice I can do is don't worry about the politics of it. Mm-hmm. Worry about you and your performance and learning and growing and having a positive mindset with things. And not to say that like I still don't sometimes occasionally fall back into that like, what was that about? You know, kind of thing. But the funny thing, I will still like count how many scenes I'm in. And but sometimes 
So I'm like, ooh, I'm only in three. Sweet. You know? <laughs> it's a different reaction now. It's like, no, costume's awesome. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm a dead body. Sweet. No, actually, I don't put me as a dead body. I'll chip on that. Yeah, out. Yeah. I, I was... I was in that show, and I just we didn't learned trust a little. Tanya, that she's not gonna fuck with me and yeah, my feet. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I have a foot phobia. You got uncast I as did, the dead body and I was the first for it. time in 28 years that we had to recast the dead body. <laughs> and I was so grateful because <laughs> I can't, I can't do it. I don't trust Tanya. I don't trust her. Well, I hope Tanya hears this. I hope she does too. And I, I, I told her to her face, I don't trust you. <laughs> not to mess with my feet. And then Tanya and I will be in the He-Man Aaron Haters Club. (laughs) Oh, you do hate me. (laughs) No, I think in your mind, that's where we are. Ah, no, that's... That's just I, that's how I think all the time. I'm like, oh, oh wonderful! Wow, everybody. about everybody though. Yeah, okay. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. We're only talking about you, Chip, but I hate John just as much. And then Monish is going to come back in here. I hate him. I didn't say I hated anybody. I mean, no. I don't. She said that we hate her. Yeah. Oh. I'm a very insecure and self conscious person. So. Well, Aaron, we want to thank you for being on today because we actually love you. Hey, well, we do love you. I know. Yeah. So, so stop thinking that people hate you. Oh, I stopped that a long time ago. Okay, good. Because <laughs> see, if I think you hate me, then I don't uh, stick around. I'll, I will uh, okay. leave. I remove uh, myself. <laughs> we love you, and thanks for being here no, today. I'm glad. Thanks for having me. I drove from Alabama for this. It's been great having you, and until next week, I'm Jamie Halleck. I'm Chip Apple. And scene. Thanks for listening to the Whole World Improv Theater Podcast. The podcast John finishes while watching Looney Tunes. The Whole World Improv Podcast is a production of Whole World Improv Theater in association with Headspace Industries. The executive producer, writer, and illustrious prince of improv is Chip Bowell. Recording and post-production by John Mihalik. I'm proud of him. After three years, he's finally settled on what to call himself. And I can't believe it's been three years. Holy bleepity, we love to say fuck on here. I always say fuck all the time. But if not, mm, bleepity bleep bleep bleep, where does the time go? Original music by the Gentle Readers. I hope they're going to take well to Connelly's new song, because she's awesome and she sounds like an angel. Our social media maven is Bethany Rowe. Please help support this podcast by liking, subscribing, and leaving us a review. We're on a million different podcast platforms, so choose your poison. Pick your poison. Choose your poison. Good Lord, I need a brain implant. Whole World Improv Theater is a 501c3 nonprofit theater. Please support by donating at our website, wholeworldtheater.com. And remember, it's tax deductible. And do it quick because John's looking for a new mixer. Additional writing and voiceover from me. Kate Arlo. God, I hate saying my name. Thanks for listening. See you next week. I'd actually crack it open not too long ago when I was doing... Are you pushing the table? I probably I, I, I keep, yeah, I, I keep scooching it. back. I know, and it's like sideways. Sorry. <laughs> I'm leaning on it because I'm like... Ugh. Yeah, you're, you're leaning into this. I know.
interview here. Because <laughs> you hate me. You made yeah, me nervous. Right, right. I'm going to go cry. Can I have my UCB manual back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can.